It's Jen the Builder. And this is Corey. And hello, Corey, and hello, listeners. It's the <laughs> middle of the week episode. We're going to try to get this done in 22 minutes. I would love to ask you guys for a favor. I would love if you know someone who needs to be part of elevated conversations and just to feel good type of morning, middle of the day, end of the day type podcast, please, please recommend us. Uh, We'd love that. We've been hearing from a lot of new listeners and just the impact that it's having on them, whether it be taking them away for a moment of what they're going through or them being challenged to think in elevated manners, because that's what we're about. And so we would appreciate the share. Absolutely. All right. So Wednesday, guys, happy Wednesday. Hope your week's going well. We haven't been in this book in a while. Corey, 3000 questions about me. Mm. And so I opened the book, Truly, and this is the question it's landed on. So are you ready? I am ready. All right. So the question is, is have you ever crashed a wedding? Oh, my gosh. That's so <laughs> bold to crash someone's wet, their personal best day and most memorable, one of their most memorable days anyway. What do you say? <laughs> okay. So the question is simply, no, I've never, but yes, I want to. (laughs) Oh my gosh, really? And yeah, and it's pretty funny because in my mind, I have the wedding that I'd want to crash and it would be an Indian wedding because I've seen like um, Indian weddings in movies and pictures and stuff. First of all, very colorful, very celebratory in nature, very fancy, a lot of gold, a lot of jingle, 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 right? I love that type of jewelry Uh and the food. (laughs) <laughs> so your purpose for crashing is not to disturb the wedding, but to no. join in. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I don't want to disturb it. I just want to be a part of it. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's interesting that you said the Indian wedding, because let me tell you a story. And by okay. the way, today is National Tell-A-Story Day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So we were going to tell a story. Uh, that makes we are sense. telling a story. <laughs> okay. So, um, and like I said, it's interesting that you said an Indian wedding, because in my younger years, you know, I would love to say I was a DJ, but I wasn't quite the DJ. Could I spin a record? Absolutely. But I was typically the roadie and the helper of the DJ because okay. he got the gig. Anyway, we went to this wedding and he, he had told me, you know, it's a, it's a wedding in, I think it was Loma Linda, I believe. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm almost positive. So we get there and we're setting up and it's an Indian wedding. Nice. Yeah, and just like you said, all the colors, all the, it was beautiful. And it was something that I'd never seen before, so I was very intrigued. The food was phenomenal. Here's where the story gets interesting. Okay. So I'm not quite sure why they hired us. (laughs) Because we're clearly not Indian, and we're clearly not Indian DJs. Uh But they hired us, and they paid us very well. And so we're setting up and, you know, I'm unloading the speakers and all the stuff, the computer, blah, 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 blah. And it's getting all set up and we're good. Right. So I'm asking my buddy, you're going to test the waters and see what gets the people going. He said, yeah, I'm going to get something going right now. So he puts on the first song and literally everyone's just sitting there. Do you remember what the first song was? 
Uh, was it like R&B-ish, hip-hop? Like, what genre? I'm not quite sure. It was w- um, whatever was really popular okay. during at that time. And that's what we would typically do. We, we would hear the club songs and mm. know what's, you know, popular and got people moving and grooving and stuff like that. Mm. And then you just started picking and choosing because, I mean, there were certain songs that were go-to songs. You know, you played Prince 1999 or Belle Biv DeVoe yes. Poison. That usually, you know... And we we seen people getting a little, you know, anti in their seats, like, oh, but nobody jumped on the dance floor. We were stuck. And so about 20 minutes into the wedding, the father of the bride comes over and he hands us a CD. And I'm like, you're going to. That was nice of him. Right. He said, play this. And that's all he said. Turned around and walked away. And I'm looking at the CD, and first and foremost, the CD is bright red and yellow, and I couldn't read a thing on there. So yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what is this? And I'm like, I hope this ain't some uh, two live crew with Uncle Luke, you know, <laughs> what they typically call booty music. And uh-huh. I'm like, uh, okay, it's not that, because it's all in Indian. So I, I tell my buddy, I'm like, hey, man. The father of the bride said to put this on. Now, mind you, all through this time, these people are being so nice to us. They're checking on us. Are you guys okay? Do you want some more food? Please eat some more. Eat some more. And I'm like, we've never been to a wedding where they've been so, you know. Catering to the service people. They were there to help us and serve (laughs) us. And so when he handed me the CD, handed it to my buddy, he put it in. And this music came on, Jen, and I'm telling you, the floor was packed. And yes, everybody (laughs) turned up immediately. And yes, it was Indian music. And yes, they were grooving. And who cared what it sounded like? Because it was spinning and jumping. And I was like, okay. And it made our job so easy. We we literally just had to sit there and let the, the CD spin. Man, thank you, Father of the Pride. Right? Save the day. <laughs> and that's awesome because now if you're DJing, what can you just pull something up on iTunes? Right. Find your stuff. He right. actually came with a CD. Yeah, because remember, CDs yeah. back then, which yeah. are coming back now, you know, were hard to come by. Yeah. I love Indian music. I love Indian movies. Anything Indian speaks to me. It's such a beautiful culture. So if anyone listening is getting married and it's Indian, I'm just, I would just sit there and take it in. I wouldn't be a bother. I promise. <laughs> and I'm not DJing anymore, so you don't got to worry about handing me nothing. <laughs> so speaking of weddings, we want to give a couple of shout outs to some people in our lives that got married. Rhonda. Yes, yo. Let's go, Rhonda. Right. Congratulations. I would have crashed that wedding just because she's so much fun. Uh, they got married, I think, in it's either Reno or Tahoe and the weather with the snow and everything Probably not the best idea for us just to drive there. Right. Right. And then a huge congratulations to Sandy. Sandy is someone that I work closely with who's near and dear to our hearts. And she was actually an elevator on one of our episodes. Sandy Wyman, her daughter got married, I believe, in Tennessee. And oh, my gosh, the pictures of the venue are perfect. Really? Oh, nice. Tennessee, man. Beautiful, beautiful. I can't wait to see those pictures. So congratulations. Nice. Wishing you the most and the best. All right. So, okay. So you told the story. We talked about the weddings. We're going to move forward and just talk about the amazing start to our weekend. So 
where we work, and I don't know, we never say the company just because we don't want to blur the lines and, you know, get into all of that. But where we work, we just celebrated our 25th anniversary. It was actually supposed to be last year, but because of working from home due to COVID, we weren't able to celebrate. So Friday, let me, 10 food trucks, I think I think it was. Oh, you can't start on Friday. You got to start on Thursday because that's was when it? it started. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I just went on Friday. Right. Because you had to pick one of the days. So you were there Thursday. Yeah. And? Part of the day on Friday. But Thursday, the setup happened. Uh-huh. And see, so you see all these vendors and the tents and the tables and the chairs and yes. the people and the trucks. And, Magnificent. And- you got to remember, guys, we haven't seen this kind of monstrosity since <laughs> two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. And so to see this kind of movement, see this kind of action and activity happening where you work again. Yeah. Got the pump, blood pumping and yes. boiling. And it just it was so phenomenal. I just really took a moment to take it all in. I walked outside at one point. <clears throat> And seeing one of the chiefs of, uh, or actually uh, the the director of, of HR and then one of the chiefs of HR. And we embraced one another. And that's the first time, you know, people were hugging mm-hmm. and okay with it out in the open. Because, I mean, you have the people that you're like, oh, give me a hug. And like, oh, is nobody looking? Because I don't right. want to make anybody uncomfortable. But yeah, it was just one of those moments where it was like, wow, we're about to really enjoy this once again yeah this atmosphere this environment and so yeah we we really just took it all in on thursday and that was the beginning of it so what was your experience on friday well my experience a lot like yours was i it was surreal because you know two years and it kept getting extended and extended it just felt like are we ever going to go back? Right. You know, and we'd meet the new team members and the trainers would try to explain and describe the culture of where we work. There's not enough words and you could be the greatest storyteller, but you could not describe truly the impact and that feeling of being with the team and the culture. So anyways, that's what it was for me on Friday. They had a DJ, the 10 food truck. So, you, they've created the most perfect ambiance for someone like me. Um, tables, chairs everywhere. They had dessert bars, game stations, like the whole nine, right? And then different backdrops for pictures, which I thought was so fun. Yeah. But Corey, you remember how I was when we were younger and every song was my song. Every song and, was her song. And I couldn't sit still long enough to eat the food, to drink the drink. Um, and when I mean drink, you know, water, soda, nothing like that, obviously, at a company um, event. But I couldn't sit still. Yeah. And I just kept dancing. And I was learning new dances. And then I loved it because the music represented so many different genres and cultures and stuff like that. So, And let me tell you how how good this company is. How good is this company? They had Marie Callender just deliver a plethora of pies. And I mean a plethora of pies. Pie overload. Yes. And and they took in consideration for those of us who don't indulge in too much sugar. So they had a razzleberry pie with no sugar added, which I thought was... Yeah, it is in the fridge right now (laughs) because I took one home. (laughs) But it was just amazing to 
see the the level of just commitment mm-hmm. to making teams and the team members feel welcome and encouraging us to celebrate. Yeah. And we need to just get a piece of pie. We got the whole pie. Got the whole pie. So it wasn't just apple pie la mode. It was apple pie overload la mode. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So anyways, we are just so grateful, so thankful. And for the team that I'm in, Learning and Development, we're not on site yet because they're still working out like our area. So this was the first time the team came together. We met. I mean, we're a huge team now. And to see the people that we met virtually and only saw on our monitor in person. I, I mean, I cried when I saw a couple of them because it's like, oh my God, you're here in the flesh. I can touch you. I can hug you. We're here sharing the same space. It was amazing. Yeah. So with that being said, I also am aware that people on the team felt overwhelmed. Oh yeah. They've been socially isolated. Yes. And now they're the, in this environment and to adjust and to know how to be in it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I we'd been exposed to this. So but then I had to think back, Jen, when things opened up, it was awkward. Yeah, it was. You didn't know how to be with people. You didn't know if you could touch or not. How to even have conversation, how to act in an environment where people are all around you. Yeah. As I said, we were in this uh, feeling of. Should we hug one another? Should we even shake hands or touch hands? Do we just keep uh, that elbow bumping thing was weird for me. I mean, I'm I'm like, okay, it's just like we're trying too hard at this point. Either we're just going to, like I said, I don't like to jump down no particular street, but I just was really feeling strange about some of that stuff that was going on. Absolutely. So we want to, Stay in the same vein as Monday's episode because we, you know, got some feedback that they love the when I'm feeling this way, this is what I'll do. So let's talk about being overwhelmed when you feel that way. And this is, again, about Mm self-regulation. What are some ideas or what do you commit to doing when you start feeling that? I have a confession to make. Okay. I like to feel overwhelmed. (laughs) I do. I know you do. It it <laughs> it empowers me for some strange reason. Like it pushes you. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I got two shows to do this weekend, five shows to do in the month. I got you know a commercial I'm filming. I got a drop I got to do on Instagram. I got oh, it's just and it it's, feels so good to know this is what I got to do and this is how I'm going to get it done. So I, I, I kind of like that feeling of overwhelmed and I know it's probably not the most healthy thing. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm getting coaching for that just to. Well, I wonder if that's feeling overwhelmed or just feeling pressure. No, no. It, there's those moments when I'm you like, like, so you know what the word overwhelmed yeah. means and you like that. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, Hey, to each their own, you know, no judgment here. Um, I've just seen a lot where people feel overwhelmed and it goes into burnout if it's not fixed. So even hearing that word, I'm like, oh, my gosh, let's do a coaching intervention and let's talk about these feelings of being overwhelmed. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I just say this. It's just for me, for someone like me, it's just easy to write down what I need to get done and focus on one task at a time. 
And that might sound easier said than done, but it's doable. I do it all the time. I'm married to someone. <laughs> Guys, please have sympathy on me. <laughs> I am married to someone and we're business partners and we do life together and he likes to be overwhelmed. So my ask is know that that's not my favorite feeling. I, I, I love pressure and I love being busy um, for sure. But I don't think I'd ever confess to you being overwhelmed just because I don't like that feeling. Well, I don't I don't want to be so overwhelmed that it it begins to cause problems or health issues or anything like that. Right. Um but I isolate myself so that you don't have to deal with some of the things that I'm dealing with and you know when I'm doing that most of the time. Oh, I'll, I know. I'll and be, then guess what my butt wants to do? Come in check yeah. on me. Are you okay? What are you doing? Where are you at? And he's already feeling overwhelmed and you're doing me a proper by being on another part of the house so you can sort through it. Right, right. And so, then I'm like, uh, um, <laughs> I'm going through some stuff right now. And she's like, what? What's going on? I'm like, okay, here's the intense Corey. Yep. <laughs> ah! But I mean, I, I want to be there in those moments with you. I just have to respect the space that you're intentionally setting for yourself. Yeah. And you've always come to me when it's time to talk or sort through it. And so... I think you actually have a healthy way of dealing with being overwhelmed. Even though you like it, you're still sorting things out, though. You're not just like, oh, I'm just overwhelmed and I love it. I mean, obviously, you've developed a technique to where being overwhelmed feeds you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I would say it feeds me because it helps me. It doesn't help me to be overwhelmed. What it, What's happened is, like, life happens. Your job happens. If you're doing a business, that's happening. Your wife is happening. Your kids are happening, whether they're in the house or out of the house. And so all these things are happening, and you're not just letting them pile up, but sometimes it happens all at once, and it's necessary to deal with that. Bills and sure. uh, groceries and, and all the stuff is just happening. So you're figuring it out in real time. And so sometimes... I and. Let me just say this, because I know people are like, yeah, that's happening all the time. But I'm responsible for certain things within the house. Right. And those certain things don't touch your plate, just like there are certain things you're responsible for that don't touch my plate. Mm -hmm. If every time you got overwhelmed, you let your stuff touch my plate, then that's going to push me to another level of overwhelmed. So I... I to take care of my family, to keep the household in order, to keep the life together. You know, it's, you just got to do what you got to do. Right. Right. So speaking of our plates, one of the things that I deal with a lot are feelings of rejection. Mm. That's being a business owner. It's that I'm no, I trust me. I'm not a people pleaser anymore. I learned my lesson. I think we've talked about uh, transitioning and shifting from wanting to be liked to being respected, mm -hmm. you know? So that's not the thing. Rejection comes, especially in business, yeah. especially when you're trying to build a brand and either people aren't interested, which is fair. You're not their type of person. You're not the person for them, which is fair, but it's still rejection. Yeah, It's still, you know, something that I'm experiencing that I have to sort through so for me, when I experienced rejection, I just, I saw this, so I'm not going to take credit for this. 
um, from a person on Instagram called The Brain Coach. Mm -hmm. So I do that a lot too. I plug into other coaches and see what they're talking about. And this one really helped me. Uh, Rejection is redirection. And so it just tells you, okay, they're not feeling it. I'm going to redirect and go elsewhere. Or maybe I'm getting rejected by enough people. There's enough feedback to say, hmm, maybe, you know, there's something we need to tweak or whatever. And so taking that as opportunities to elevate shift and just redirect. Right. So for me, um, I don't like rejection, but I've just learned to live with it and understand it in the business that I'm in with music, you know, for every mm-hmm. yes, there's five to 10 no's and that's a form of rejection. However, it doesn't bother me because if I'm, if I'm not your cup of tea, then there's someone out there that is. And again, um, I'm going to get some yeses cause I'm not going to stop asking because of fear of rejection. Our calendar continues to grow right. and we, we have had no shortages of engagements that people want us to be there. So I look at that in life, you know, yeah. you may go to a dealership where the, the uh, deal doesn't work with the car and you go to another one and it works just fine. As a matter of fact, you get a better deal. So, yeah. Yeah. Love that. I want to end with this rejection. That is not what we're we've experienced lately. I love Corey, the compliment that we received about the shameless band. How you guys are hands down a very professional group of musicians. Yeah. You don't bring drama with you. And we know that people who are typically artistic can be very dramatic about, I want this. I want this. Oh, me. (laughs) (laughs) So I love that that elevation is rejection doesn't bother us. And instead we encourage um, ourselves and what we do. You know us to take the elevator. We say, look up and let's elevate. elevate.